Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely wonderful Labor Day weekend. It's Labor Day today. We're doing the show, as always, of course, because we got to bring you guys the updates on everything that's happening. And of course, I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Lots of different stuff going on today. And again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. I've had a lot of people that have been sending emails over the weekend in support and uh, just in general, keep an update with everything. So again, thank you for your support. The first thing I'm going to touch base on briefly, I'm not going to talk about it in detail because uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm not, I just, I really can't talk about. If anybody saw what happened down here uh, a couple miles down the road yesterday, uh, it was pretty horrific over in Lakeland. And there's there was a shooting that occurred, and nobody can really figure out what exactly was the primary motive because there was no motive. They said there was zero connection with the shooter and the family that he basically massacred. And what we're trying to do is figure out what in the world caused this as far as was it a <clears throat> excuse me was it, was it some type of Manchurian candidate because the Sheriff's Department literally has said there's no correlation with the two families at, at all. There's zero connection. And what we had happen was a retired Marine out of Brandon, Florida, came over to Lakeland and basically uh, picked out a house in the afternoon and later came back and set a vehicle on fire in the driveway and then popped about 40 chem lights so that nobody could have any good cover to get into the house. And he went into the home and he killed everybody, including a young infant. <clears throat> and now the issue with this that's occurred is that nobody's been able to figure out, like I said, the correlation between the families. There was zero connection whatsoever. Um, there was no motive. There was no altercation. There was nothing. They said that the Marine, basically retired Marine, was uh, on methamphetamines, which, I mean, that's not – that that's, that's bad in itself. But it still doesn't make sense on why this occurred, this area. And so we've all begun to basically um, try to do some research and figure out what happened. And, again, my condolences go to the family that survived as far as on the outside of this, um, this is definitely one of those incidents that you hate seeing because it was absolutely horrific and meaningless as far as when it came to the reason behind the, the deaths. But, again, this is why it is so important. I've said this repeatedly. This is so important to make sure you have some type of property that you basically have hardened in an attempt, whether it be multiple throw bolts, whether it be illumination systems outside the house, whether it be alarm systems, whether it be dogs. The dog was also shot in the face multiple times. But again, it gives you a couple seconds of reactionary time. And this this happened at 4.20 a.m., 4.22 a.m. So obviously it was that perfect timing to where almost everybody is asleep and uh, it just it was one of those things. And so, again, I can encourage people, continue to stay prepped and armed. I don't think this was a singular incident that's just going to be a one-time thing. I think this is going to be more and more uh, reoccurring, in my opinion, 
this is not coincidental, in my opinion, that we saw the support for the Marine Corps, the absolutely atrocity as far as in Afghanistan with the Marines that were over there and not having any backup and basically with the car bomb and all the things we've seen now on the news. We saw that happen, and we saw a huge support for the Corps, and we saw a huge support for the military, and we saw a huge support for everybody to call out the bumbling buffoon in office. At the same time, we've watched all these things occur now with COVID repeatedly, and then we have this happen down here in Florida with a retired Marine. I don't think this is coincidental at all. I've referred to the film numerous times, The Manchurian Candidate with Denzel Washington. I encourage you to watch that film. It goes into deep detail on what the CIA does with mind control and how it actually makes individuals that they want to use in the future, and they can say keywords and phrases that literally will turn them on and wind them loose. I mean, the, the movie goes into detail on it, and a lot of the stuff in the film isn't just Hollywood fiction. You can look up the research on your own and find out that a large percentage of what's in that film is actually real. So again, I encourage everybody to make sure you understand what's happening right now and be prepared. Also, too, I saw this earlier over the weekend, and I found it almost comical in a sense is that the pharmaceutical megacorporation Pfizer has now developed a COVID pill that is meant to take alongside the COVID shot as the company has made an insane amount of money this year. The new pills will be expected to be released by the end of the year and will be required to take twice per day. One of the individuals from Pfizer tweeted, success against COVID will likely require both vaccine and treatment. We're pleased to share we've started our phase three study of our oral antiviral candidate specifically designed to combat SARS-CoV-2. And here's here's where you know these guys are deep in it with the FDA is that Pfizer is so confident that the pill is actually going to get approved by the FDA and mandated by the government. They've already started production on the product before it is even finished its phase three clinical trials and has not even been approved yet they have already started producing hundreds of thousands of tablets of this drug right now as we speak this is absolutely insane what we're watching right now with pfizer turning into the most successful most profitable mega pharmaceutical company in the entire world because Everybody in basically the federal government just keeps doing exactly what they say. Anybody notice that the FDA isn't making anything? The White House isn't making any calls. The CDC is just making stupid mandates. Pfizer is running the show. Pfizer is the one producing the products, and Pfizer is the one who continues to tell everybody what they need to take. Realize that when you start digging down to it, nobody else is making calls here. Pfizer is the one who's been making the calls, and they're continually doing so, and nobody says anything. There was an article yesterday that I found to be almost hilarious, and I sent it to Ted and a couple people because it was so funny at first. And then, of course, the Rolling Stones now has issued an update, not a retraction, but an update on what basically they put out. So the title – It was on Newsbreak and Rolling Stones and multiple other ones. It went and it said basically that 
the <laughs> this is so funny. I, when I pulled it up, it says doctor says ERs are overwhelmed with people overdosing on livestock drug ivermectin to treat COVID-19. That was the title. And it went into detail. It says, oh, basically all these people in South Oklahoma are overdosing and they're going to the hospital because they're taking cow ivermectin and it's a livestock drug. Nobody should be taking this. Now, here's the funny part about the article. They never gave a single number. The overwhelmed people that were in the hospital never even made a single number on this news article. And then they went on to say the American Medical Association called for the immediate end of the use of treatment of COVID-19 by ivermectin and physicians to stop prescribing the drug for that purpose. Now, the AMA has no ability to start mandating this or telling physicians they can't prescribe ivermectin. Ivermectin has been out since 1980. There's been zero adverse events as far as serious adverse events from that drug by taking it for COVID. Now, if you had a couple clowns up in Oklahoma and they decided they were going to take a 100 milligram ivermectin cow pills, okay, that's not at all what's happening across the country whatsoever. And it's funny, the Rolling Stones had to put out an update, not a retraction, an update. And they went out and they said, here's the update. The hospital system issued a statement, although Dr. Jason McCloy is not an employee, he is affiliated with the medical staff, and he said he has not worked at this location in two months, and he has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. This includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdose. All patients who have visited our emergency room have received medical attention as appropriate. Our hospital has had to turn has not had to turn away any patients seeking emergency care. We want to ensure our community that our staff is working hard to provide quality health care to all patients. This, the Rolling Stones had to issue this update because they literally said in the article that the hospital is turning people away that have gunshot wounds because they're treating people that are ivermectin overdose. So ridiculous. Unbelievable, full-blown blown lie. lie complete and total lie and they put this out there and notice they don't issue retraction they issue an update now that's right just goes to show you what level of propaganda they're trying to push now dad what do you think well it's ridiculous austin the whole thing is just you know uh, just it's, it's marketing it's marketing by pfizer it's marketing by the cdc it's marketing by the bloodline families it's marketing by blackrock state street and vanguard it's all marketing. It's all part of maintaining the spell over the population as far as making them believe the lie. Yesterday, I spoke to my father-in-law, and uh, I'm not going to mention any names, and you know, he, he could be anybody. I've never given you his name on the show. And he basically, first thing he says to me is, have you had the vaccine? I know. And I mean, he got just, I mean, just adamant in my face. And the guy's like 89 years old, right? I mean, how in the face can you get from an 89-year-old? And I just said to him, I started laughing, and I said, no, I don't agree with it. I said, you do know, I told him this yesterday, you do know that I wrote a book on this 20 years ago, a published book by a major publisher called Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism, and Learning Disabilities in Children. And I went back to the smoking gun of the vaccines and the thimerosal and the adjuvants and all the different things that were massively increasing the risks of autism, you know, 20 years ago. And I said, I'm kind of an expert in this field. I spent 400 hours in the biochemical genetics lab at Florida State University. And I was interviewed literally on thousands of talk shows, you know, back in the 80s and in the 90s and in the early 2000s before we started doing our own show on the side effects 
you know, the deleterious outcomes of people who've been vaccinated. And I said, so no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I said, on top of that, we've all had COVID. We've all recovered. And natural immunity is much better. Well, I've had the shot and my wife's had the shot and she's had the booster shots. We've got more shots and more boosters come out. We're going to make sure we take all of them. I thought to myself, wow, wow, is he that brainwashed? And the the reality is, yeah, he is. He's a former colonel in the Air Force, and he basically has gone to the point now where he just believes the government. He really does, really believes the government. And the sad part about this is with this type of mindset, with this age group, if they're still alive at 89, when they make these types of unbelievably bad decisions for themselves, they're basically still thinking that they're dealing with the United States of America that fought Nazi Germany. Let me say that again. They're thinking the United States of America is honorable, that the military is honorable, that the government's not being controlled by major corporations. And they believe that they can be held, how should I say, that the the government is held to a higher state of accountability, you know, than it would be normally because it's the government. And, you know, it beat Hitler and it beat all the rest. And I'm like, no, it's not. And the irony of this is, you know, he was in Vietnam and he flew on B-52s. And he watched the United States run away from Vietnam with its tail between its legs. It saw that. And, but he still doesn't understand that the reason we were there was because of the drug trade. He doesn't understand any of that stuff. And when you try to explain it to certain people that are veterans or certain people at a certain age group, particularly the ones that are pushing 90 or 80 years old now, they really want to believe that we're the light on the hill and that the United States is what it was back in 1940, 45. That's what they want to believe. Because they were so brainwashed by the propaganda back then. So are people going to listen to this? Are people going to realize that a lot of military personnel are having horrible, horrible side effects and dying from this forced injection? Probably not. Probably not. And this is the group, and I hate to pick on my father-in-law, but this is the group that has allowed the United States to slide down the slippery slope of tyranny by believing everything the government has said. I'm not singling him out as an individual, but I'm saying this side, this this subset of people that are that age, and he doesn't even realize, as do many people his age don't realize, including over the age, my age and older, that you know the baby boomers have been simply targeted for death. That we have to go away. It's like Oprah said, "We'll never stop racism in the United States until all the old white people are dead who lived under racism." See, and this is the problem that we have with the entire stuff. And plus, also, there's another thing, too. The people in America who are older, they believe that doctors are gods with a little G. I'm going to say that again, gods with a little G, that when a doctor who walks up in a white lab coat with a stethoscope, you ever wondered why so many of these guys, when they have their photographs taken for their own publications, they're wearing a white lab coat with a stethoscope hung around their neck? It's part of, how should I say, the medical, you know, clergy, clergy, you know, you've got the doctor who basically is wearing his crucifix, which is his stethoscope around his neck, wearing his uniform or his priestly gown. And he basically puts a, how should I say, spell on the minds of the people to believe him. Well, now we found out that we have all of these people out there, all these medical professionals now that we're beginning to realize that they got into the medical profession for only one reason, not to help anybody, but to make a lot of money. And they're doing exactly what the CDC is telling them to do. You know, look at this with, with, with remdesivir. Remdesivir has been shown now to basically cause irreversible kidney damage in about 54% of the patients that are on it within five days. That means about 54% of the people die on remdesivir within five days. 
but yet that is the standard medical protocol. And you think, well, these doctors wouldn't prescribe that. Yeah, they will, and yes, they are. Why? Because they're being told to, you know, by the FDA, by the CDC, by the AMA. The AMA came out the other day and spoke specifically against ivermectin that you should never use it at all for COVID. When we know that it's being used all over the world for COVID very successfully, why would they do that and intentionally kill the people here in the United States? Because they want to. <laughs> they want to reduce the population of the United States down to 100 million people. That we have, they have to do something with the Second Amendment. This, this thing that happened yesterday about 10, 15 miles away from here, where this man came to this house in the afternoon, basically saw the house, Decided he's going to come back there at 4.30 in the morning, popped a bunch of what they call chem lights, dozens of chem lights, which means they burned from four to six hours, popped them all over the front yard, set a truck on fire, you know, went inside, killed everybody, came outside and waited for the police to show up, then entered into a full-blown gunfight with the police. Then he got shot. Then he turned himself in, took his basically his gear off, walked back outside with his hands on his head. He had already done a quick clot on his stomach that he'd been shot and basically sat there and allowed himself to be arrested. Yeah, this is another thing that's directly targeting Polk County, directly targeting Grady Judd because of his strong Second Amendment stance, his strong anti-basically lockdown for COVID stance, and his strong, his strong choice for vaccine stance. Last night in Florida, this is all being targeted, by the way, against Grady Judd, who's a good friend, by the way, of Ron DeSantis. This is my opinion, by the way, Ron DeSantis, and also we have – Florida State University last night playing Notre Dame for the first time on a Sunday night that we've ever played football at Florida State on a Sunday night. And the stadium was packed. It probably had 70,000, 80,000 people at the stadium. Nobody basically social distancing, woo, which we don't have to in Florida. Hardly anybody wearing a mask. And I'm just here to tell you, you know, that was put on national TV last night against Notre Dame. Had a huge TV audience. And I will, I will say this. For the first time in a long time, I felt, wow, this is relaxing watching a football game and reality and remembering what things used to be like before this insane virus decided to sweep through the country, this bioweapon that they've released. But suddenly I began to realize is that, you know, I've had multiple phone calls all weekend of good friends of mine that are hospitalized right now or deathly ill who are and are not taking ivermectin. Another friend of mine that I knew from high school that basically is about five years older than me, been on a ventilator for 10 days. He's already an organ failure. And he's, he's, they're going to have to shut his organ. They're already talking about turning off the ventilator, letting him die now. Very successful engineer locally here. I mean, we're having all these people, and I could tell you literally over a dozen people that I personally know that have been either put on ventilators or put in the hospital or deathly ill. A good news, you know, Gene Dawes, I went to visit him last week, and he's doing better, but he's still very, very sick. My mother-in-law has been released now from the hospital. She's not had been vaccinated. She's having because she had to go into an assisted living facility because she's like 87 years old to get her strength back. So I want to thank you all for your prayers for all that. But guys, here's the thing: something's really something big is going on. If you notice, the media is refusing to talk at all about what's happening with these kill shots. In fact, if you watch Fox News and you watch CNN and NBC and all the rest, you'd be thinking, you're thinking that if you don't get the vaccine, you're not being a good American. But we need to realize that this whole thing's a show. I mean, this is interesting. There, this is an article by G.A. Griffin this morning, and I covered this about three months ago. And it says there are two companies that control 99% of the world's productive assets and driving the Great Reset. Now, the reason I'm reading this to you 
is he says, I thought it was like 89% of the world's productive assets. He says they control 99% of the world's productive assets. He says the disturbing video reveals that two investment firms, BlackRock and Vanguard, he didn't put in State Street. He should have added Straight Street. They own Big Pharma. They own Big Media. And they own just about everything else you could think of. They have ownership of 1,600 American firms, big firms, and they control over $9 trillion in assets. It's actually much higher than that. The 1% owns more than the 99%. 82% of all earned money in 2017 went to this 1%, someone like a massive company store. Vanguard is the largest shareholder of BlackRock, and Vanguard is privately owned, so it's difficult to discern the individual owners, but is linked to the oldest, richest bloodline families, including, here we go, the Rothschilds, the Orsini family, the Bush family, the British royal family, the DuPont family, the Morgans and the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers. And most of these people, by the way, are simply cutouts for the Rothschild banking cartel, including the Morgan family, which is basically always financed by the Rothschild families. And this is the group that's running out and running the world. Now we have a Democratic person who was arrested wearing a Trump hat. And he goes, the Democrat who stormed the U.S. Capitol asked for a lighter sentence because he does not support Trump. Now, what does that mean? We had a Democrat go in, and he's wearing a MAGA hat, storming the Capitol, screaming obscenities, being extremely violent, asking the judge to give him a lighter sentence. This is Robert Maurice Reeder. He's a registered Democrat who was arrested for being inside the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th. A judge was about to give him a light sentence after Reeder said he is not a Trump supporter. But the video then showed him shouting violent rhetoric in the crowd and him personally attacking the police. He was set up basically as a, as a, as an attack agent. He was basically, you know, being fake. He was going in there and trying to force people to get arrested. Reader was wearing a Make America Great Again hat to make the real Trump supporters appear violent by association. Agitators and Antifa members were overwhelmingly present at the Capitol. So what we have here is a whole bunch of other people that were basically going in there trying to force the conservative Christian people who are actually patriots, make them look like they're a bunch of nuts. And that's what he did. By the way, the Internet shutdowns is going to be the new authoritarian weapon of choice. Over the last decade, governments worldwide have intentionally shut down the Internet at least 850 times, with a whopping 90 percent of those shutdowns taking place in the last five years. The fact that more people are getting information online is seen by governments as a threat to their control. The number of Internet shutdowns being counted around the world is rising in part because there are now people actually counting. Access now is calling on ISPs to resist government pressure to block or to throttle Internet access and report the request they receive. By the way, these people are always and owned by the people who own the Internet. State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. <laughs> the bloodline families. It's just who controls everything, guys. Uh, yesterday, I spoke to a friend of mine, a very wealthy man, and he owns a 2,000-acre plantation up in Georgia, and he's got a buyer for it. I mean, nobody wants it. This is a bunch of land by military installation. You got bombing runs. I mean, it's not a place that you want to live or whatever. You can go hunt there. That's what he does. It's a hunting lodge for him. But he's got somebody who's offering him a ridiculous amount of money for it. And he says, well, it looks like I'm going to be selling it. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, who is it? He says, well, it's a conservatory. Ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Another undisclosed group of people buying the land as a conservatory. Why do they do that? Because they can print the money up 
give it to you. You own a 2,000-acre block of land, and now what they're going to do is they're going to own more and more and more of the continental United States. It's the same families again, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. You always see it when you start digging underneath the covers and start looking as to who's actually paying for this stuff. Another interesting story. The Bank of International Settlements are now going to test digital currencies for international transactions. Oh, yeah, they're going to start using Ethereum and Bitcoin. The Bank for International Settlements and four central banks will test the use of digital currencies for cross-border transactions. The BIS, along with the Reserve Bank of Australia, which has been completely and totally taken over by the military now and to by the, uh, by the government, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, the Bank of Malaysia, South America Reserve Bank, will develop platforms for cross-border transactions using multiple central bank digital currencies. Remember, these are not going to be the ones that we see with Bitcoin. They're going to be central bank digital currencies, which are digital versions of national currencies. They, by the way, they've been doing this for a long time. Central banks see to, seek to bolster the public's trust in government-issued money in the face of competition from cryptocurrencies. A BIS survey of central banks found that 86% were actively researching the potential for CBDCs, and 60% were experimenting with the technology, and 14% were deploying pilot projects. The new platform will allow financial institutions to transact directly with each other in digital currencies issued, again, not by Bitcoin, but by central banks, eliminating, eliminating the need for intermediaries. In other words, they're taking us to the one world digital system. And good news from Australia, South Australia is now exempting truck drivers from COVID vaccines after the big rigs block the highways. Yep, they said they were going to do it, and they did it. Got to give them kudos for this. Truck protesters protested against lockdowns, school shutdowns, closure of interstate borders, and mandatory vaccines by blocking major highways in some states in Australia. Now South Australia, one of the Australian states, has dropped the vaccine requirement for truck drivers in an effort to keep them from delaying freight deliveries and jamming traffic. This is interesting. One of reporters said that 10% of Chicago's school bus drivers have walked off the job in protest against Mayor Mayor. <laughs> I can't even I can't even call her the mayor against the unbelievably hardcore racist Lori Lightfoot's mandate requiring vaccines for city workers. The city is now offering students with disabilities one thousand dollar vouchers to ride to school using Uber or Lyft because they've lost all, so many of their bus drivers. The cost is a one million dollars is just for disabled students. I mean, think about this for a second. The, the hardcore communist lesbian mayor, you know, if you want to call her that, basically is doing all of this stuff and now costing the city more and more and more money because she is following the dictates of the international banking cartels, which are telling these companies like Pfizer to already start manufacturing pills for you and me to take two a day along with all of the booster shots, a booster shot every 90 days. And there are some people out there that are so stupid, they will go out and take the booster shot every 90 days. Why will they do that? Why will they continue to do that? Because they've been programmed. They've been programmed since they were children to lick the boot and to obey and to never question authority. Guys, it's time to wake up for all of us. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You, you can't even make some of this stuff up. I mean, the facts. That this is happening right now, like you just said, and it's almost comical if it wasn't so serious. And I'm glad to see the pullback from the mandates with drivers in Australia. But I encourage everybody, all my Australian listeners, 
this isn't going to stop. You're going to have to keep pushing. I saw videos over the weekend of the truck driver protest. And I mean, I'll give them credit. You want to talk about shutting down the road and shutting down transport? I mean, these guys did it. <laughs> they flat out shut down the interstates, just parked their semi-trucks in the middle of the interstate and left them sitting there. I mean, straight up, done. But I mean, I commend them for doing that because this has gotten completely and totally insane, especially in Australia. It's and But again, like I said, it's not going to stop. This is going to have to continue to be going on. The fight is not going to end. What we're seeing right now is a full-blown effort to make sure everybody has this extremely toxic experimental injection that, by the way, still has not been approved by the FDA. I told you guys about that two weeks ago with their little shady switcheroo hand technique they did with the injection. The current Pfizer injection does not have approval. It only has emergency use still to this day. You can listen back to those show and the details that I went into that. And what's also interesting right now is that I mentioned earlier the fact that Pfizer now is coming up with a twice-a-day COVID pill to make sure everybody has it. Nobody is wanting to address what we're starting to see all around the world with pilots. Bus drivers, like that was just saying, that's a serious problem. If you guys saw, though – over uh, the weekend, basically, Captain Nashad was flying for Bangladesh Airlines and was DACA bound and had to emergency land in Nagpur because he had a stroke mid-flight. Straight up, he got to go to the hospital as soon as he got down there. You remember, I've already talked in detail about the three Delta pilots that all died within what, like a week of each other. That I talked in detail about the four British airway pilots that have all died within a few weeks of each other. The one Air India pilot that died. The one basically, the Canadian air pilot collapsed in the plane on the runway, had to be taken to the hospital. This is an ongoing thing that's occurring with these pilots, and they all have one thing in common. They've all taken this injection. Every single one of them that I've researched that's been having these horrific side effects and or dying, they've been injected. And, you know, Dad and I have talked about it in detail before, and I know it's something that's kind of a, a dark topic. But we talked about it again yesterday with this huge shortage we're seeing again with GM. GM shut down Corvette production again. GM's pretty much shut down all vehicle production. They're going to start ramping up trucks again next month apparently. Allegedly, Ford's completely shutting down all truck production again. They're still waiting on chips, allegedly. All these vehicle companies have literally almost halted production of their vehicles. Why in the world do you think that's coincidental? Because it's not. It's not a shortage of chips anymore, guys. This is not something that's that difficult to manufacture. This is something that's being done as a concerted effort to A – Slow down the velocity of money so you do not continue to have all these vehicles going around and everybody flipping them. Because remember, I talked to one of my good friends who works at a dealership, sells cars all the time, works for a GM dealer. He said it's horrible right now. He said he's not making any money because he can't get any sales because there's nothing to sell. 
They're bringing in used vehicles from the auction at unbelievably ridiculous prices to try to sell them at unbelievably ridiculous prices so they can at least make a couple dollars, which is horrible. Nothing's coming in. I asked him earlier because I had a buddy of mine who was wanting to get a, a Camaro, a new Camaro, one of the big V8 ones. And I've been asking for months. I said, dude, when you got a new Camaro coming in? He said, we have Camaros sitting at the port right now, sitting there, ready to ship. But they don't have parts. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. He's done all the parts. Can't, can't sell them. They're not done. And I said, well, that's interesting. And he goes, dude, this is a serious problem. So what happens when you start having all these people die all across the country? You're not going to need a bunch of new vehicles. This is where it's going, guys. And this is something that's very, very easy to see if you do the research. As I said earlier today, it was so disturbing to me to read that article about Oklahoma and ivermectin overdoses, and I called it out when it happened that it was a total bogus story. And again, now I told you guys, Rolling Stones did an update that blatantly said they don't have a single case of ivermectin overdose at all, period. This is what you call full-blown fabrication. This is straight lies, and here's the thing. If nobody would have called them out, they would have kept running the story over and over and over again. Remember when they came out with the story on ABC Sunday night? This is, what, a year and a half ago? When the alleged Turkish rebels were going into Syria and they were bombing Syria, allegedly, and ABC took a video from the 2017 Knob Creek machine gun shoot, which is a sanctioned legal gun shoot in, uh, I think it was in Oklahoma, speaking of that, or um, Kentucky. I was in Kentucky. And so, I mean, they're running miniguns. They're running tracer rounds. They're running 50 cal M2, you know, Medusas. They're running everything. And they take a video off YouTube, and they put it on TV, on national television, say, this is what the Turkish rebels are doing to Syria. We need to invade Syria again. Look at this. This is not okay. Look at this massive invasion. And all of a sudden, somebody came out with a video the next morning, literally with the video from Knob Creek and the video from ABC side by side, and they were 100% identical. And ABC goes, oh, we're, we're sorry. We didn't mean to do that. That was a, uh, that was a mistake on our editing team. They uh, They got the wrong footage. No, they didn't. They didn't get the wrong footage. How do you get the wrong footage off YouTube and copy and paste it and put it on national television? You don't get the wrong footage. Oh, kind of like the videos they posted where the hospital beds were completely and totally overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. You couldn't, you couldn't get in. They show rooms with all these bodies in it. But found later on they were mannequins. It was a total fabricated story. Oh, the video where they showed all the hospital beds also too full, and they said, oh, this is New York. And then later on we found out it was not New York. It was actually in France. and It was only one small ward that was having that issue. But, of course, NBC posted the video of France and said it was New York, and they got busted for that too. Think about this. We've busted them, and numerous alt media have busted all these mainstream medias so many times. Think about how many times we missed it and we didn't bust them because we didn't see it. This is why it's so 
important to keep the truth out there because if we don't keep these clowns in check, all they will produce is lies. You can mark my words on that. You're watching now the final phase of when the media has nothing else left. They start throwing the we're, the, the hospitals are overwhelmed with ivermectin hospitalizations. We can't even treat gunshot victims because there's so many ivermectin overdoses. Oh, uh, wait, by the way, that's that, that actually wasn't factual at all. There's actually no ivermectin overdose cases in this hospital. That was complete and total lie. Think about it, guys. Think about what we're watching right now. At the same time, we've already now heard from basically uh, the senior uh, the former senior policy advisor that the United States has allowed at least a hundred thousand randomly selected Afghan nationals into the United States right now at least and it's open-ended the launch has been an I quote open-ended policy for migrants from Afghanistan to the United States and now at the same time we have Michael McCall Republican out of Texas has now said the House Intelligence Committee has now admitted this week that the Afghan Taliban ISIS terrorists are now holding Americans hostage. Said so on Friday, under questioning from reporters, he refused to say how many Americans and how many Afghan allies have gotten out of the country, but he also did say that they are basically holding Americans hostage. He went on to say here, he said, in fact, we had six airplanes at the airport, six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak, also their interpreters, and the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands right now. Now, Wallace asked him, he said, let me pick up on this again. You're saying there's American on airplanes in Afghanistan and they're being held hostage by Taliban? He said, yes, they're not clearing the airplane to depart. They sat at the airport for the last couple of days, and they're not allowed to leave. We know the reason why is because the Taliban wants something in exchange. This is really turning into a hostage situation where they're not going to allow American citizens to leave until they get full recognition from the United States. This is what happens when you start dealing with hardcore Sharia law Muslims and you start handing them hundreds of thousands of machine guns and explosives and MRAPs. You guys saw the videos. Now they're parading around in MRAPs like they're basically their brand new Honda Civics they just got. It's embarrassing. Yet here in the United States, we're being told by the ATF what brace we can have on our rifle or if it's going to be determined as an SBR now, which I've already encouraged everybody. I'm not even planning on listening to anything the ATF has to say anymore. They just come up with random stuff now. But again, this is not going to stop here in the United States. They're going to push further and further and further to disarm this country. So then they can in turn do whatever they want. Australia is the prime example of why you do not ever disarm under any circumstances. The video that came out over the weekend, if you guys saw this, was very disturbing in Australia. Stormtrooper police walking around, full body armor with motorcycle helmets on. White motorcycle helmets and black motorcycle helmets, like full armored helmets. And a female that was running around without a mask, refused to wear a mask during this protest. They cornered her up against this glass. There's probably like 10 or 12 of them. And they literally beat her to the ground, beat 
her to the ground with nightsticks while they're wearing their full body armor and helmets. And then basically zip tied her and hauled her off because she would not wear a mask. Unbelievably disturbing video. Yes, that's what's happening in Australia right now. How long does it take for people to wake up? The question is, people aren't going to wake up in many cases. They're going to stay asleep in the Covidian cult that they've been told to listen to, like Dad just said earlier. It's brainwashing and it's brain entrainment at its finest That's example. Right. You have to understand what we're seeing. You have to understand what they're doing to everybody. Then you can understand what we have to do to combat it and keep the truth out. What do you think, Dad? You know, Austin, you're absolutely right. Remember, there was a girl, she's like 15 years old, and it was the Nairira testimony. Her name's spelled N-A-Y-I-R-A-H. And she got basically testified before the United States Congressional Human Rights Caucus on October the 10th, 1990. And she basically said that, you know, they were taking babies and they were throwing them out of incubators and they were basically throwing them on the floor and letting them die. In her testimony, she claimed that after the Iraq invasion of Kuwait, she had witnessed the Iraqi soldiers take babies out of incubators in the Kuwaiti hospitals and take the incubators and leave the babies to die. The story was initially corroborated by Amnesty International, a British non-government organization, which published several independent reports. And every single thing she said was a lie. All of it was a lie. There were no babies being thrown out of incubators. In fact, I'm going to post this on, on, our, on, 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 the, on the Health Masters website. No babies were thrown out of incubators. It was all a lie to push us into the Kuwaiti war to get Kuwait back at sovereign territory. And they, all the Kuwaiti royal family had already fled and were staying in apparently Munich, Germany, in one of the hotels there and with all of their assets in Swiss banks. And so they really didn't care that much. But we wanted to go in and make sure we maintained the proper balance of power, you know, 30 years ago in Kuwait and Iraq, which then that precipitated with George W. coming in a few years later and starting the Iraq war, which precipitated with the overthrow of Saddam Hussein under false pretenses, while Colin Powell, who is a friend of mine, which I wish he never would have done this, and I haven't spoken to him since he did it. I'd love to have a little sit-down chit-chat with him like we used to do. But he basically came in and started talking about yellow cake uranium, and he fabricated all those stories. Now, I personally believe Colin Powell is a man of integrity. I really like the guy, and I believe he was given really bad intel by the CIA in order to do this. Because remember, right after that happened, he switched political parties became a Democrat. If you remember that and voted for, you know, Barack Obama because he had enough of George W. But guys, it's really important to realize that these guys will fabricate things on a national, international scale just to get their point across. And they do it all the time. Do you remember what happened with the swine flu? This is back in 1976. I'll never forget this. I was at Florida State University and they came out with a big thing and the media got hit. And they said, we're coming out with swine flu injections. And I'm like. Well, when's it been tested? Well, it was rushed to market again. Never been properly clinically tested. It was under that blithering idiot Jimmy Carter, who probably has the highest IQ of any president we've ever had. He had a Ph.D. in, like, physics. I mean, this guy was bright as far as academically, but didn't have the sense of God Jay gave a jackrabbit. I could use another word, but I won't. And this is the problem that he has. We, you know, we get these people in there who can't think, like Woodrow Wilson, another Democrat, Carter Democrat, you know, one termer couldn't make it, couldn't get it done. You remember what happened? There was the CDC's history of lying about vaccine dangers. Remember, remember this back before Big Farmer had total control of the corporate media. This is, you know, 50, 60 years ago before Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton deregulated the media. There were a few examples of investigative reporting that exposed the U.S. corruption in the vaccine programs. 
This report was done by Mike Wallace at 60 Minutes in 1979 about the rush to the market swine flu vaccine of 76 and shows how the CDC can't be trusted. They lied to the American people, resulting in thousands of people suffering from neurological disorders like Guillain-Barre syndrome, who then tried to sue the government for damages. More people died from the vaccine than from the flu, and the vaccine was pulled off the market. Not only did the CDC approve this vaccine without even valid testing, proving the swine flu existed, they ran media campaigns claiming that many famous people had taken the shot. One of them, and you guys remember if you're my age, was Mary Tyler Moore. She was then interviewed by Mike Wallace, and she stated that she never took the shot, even though the CDC propaganda advertising said she did. She said she had serious doubts about the shot and even rejected her doctor's advice to get it, which he later allegedly told her he was glad that she did not take the advice once all the information about the experimental shots had gone public. Today's experimental RNA vaccine, spike protein vaccine, has never been forward been used on humans. And they're causing much, much more damage than the flu shot could ever have caused, could have ever did. The big pharma now, listen, is firmly in control of the corporate media, and you got to go to alternative media to find the truth. And here's the problem with the alternative media right now. There's a new, there's a new guy out, and he's got a, he's got a full set, got a co-host, has all these top guests. And they even little have a little partial halo right over his head. That's as far as I'm going to go to basically tell you his name. And it's a little like a little, you'll see it. It's a little sign, a little partial halo over his head for a psychop. And this guy, as far as I'm concerned, according to Jeff Rentz, is a CIA Operation Mockingbird psyop. Now, why do they do that? Why do they give you information from the alt media that is completely against the mainstream media and why does it appear real? Because about 80% of it is real. And they do it to control the narrative and to create friction against the alt-media people and the mainstream media people, against the patriots and against the sheeple. It's all about creating friction to create conflict, kind of like this shooting that we had here in Polk County last night, right? They want to have the people who are pro-Second Amendment people realizing, oh, by the way, we had somebody come in now. With a machine gun, by the way, it was a fully automatic weapon, and kill a family. See, all of this stuff is being done by the same group that I told you about many times. Autocon said this. They control the narrative on both sides. They control the narrative on the swine flu. They're controlling the narrative on all this. Fauci, since the 80s, has literally been involved in every single, how should I say, epidemic that we've had globally in the pushing of drugs. It's made him a billionaire. Of course, now I'm sure if you did a research on his background, you wouldn't find him being a billionaire. But that doesn't mean he doesn't own and control the foundations which all this money is going into. See, this is what we have to understand is these people continually, continually do whatever they want to do. I mean, Israel right now is planning to administer the fourth COVID shot. I mean, more and more variants are coming out. More and more shots are coming out. And the people in Israel are being killed like the plague over there by the shots and the injections and the diseases that they're being caused. They're going going after the people in Israel. Why is that? Because it's a very tightly controlled group of people in Israel. And Benjamin Netanyahu is a longtime career criminal. The people over there tried to get him out, 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 and push, 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 push. They finally got him out. Well, guess what? Now they're playing the price for their, quote, disobedience, aren't they? They're being injected with shot after shot after shot with all kinds of horrible things happening with multiple countries around the world now saying that Israelis can't travel to their countries because they're like all being infected with the COVID because they're taking more and more shots. See, this is the problem that we have with this stuff all over the world. And, and we got to understand something. 
and often referred to this earlier, and it, it is so important we get this. We've got a, how should I say, problem with pilots dying while they're in the cockpit. This past weekend, we had a Citation Excel jet crash up in the northeast. And, and, and the crazy part about this is that's a nice plane. It's, it's not one of these super expensive, like, you know, you know, you know, 60 or 40, 60 or 70 million dollar planes. It's like a three or four million dollar aircraft, but it was weird. It had two doctors in the back. There are two pilots in the front. It holds about 10 people. The plane takes off on a short runway, which is like 3,600 feet, which is about the minimum that that plane could take off on. And then all of a sudden, one of the pilots applies the brakes during the takeoff. And there are skid marks all the way down the runway. So we got one pilot going to full throttle. Apparently, one of the other, the other pilot hits the brakes. Now, was he having a seizure? Was he having something going wrong with him? Did he get vaccinated? I don't know. I'm just being speculative here. But why in the world would you have one doing one thing, one doing another thing? And, of course, what happens is when they try to rotate, which means pull the yoke back to take off, the plane couldn't gain altitude. And it crashed like 1,500 feet later into the side of a Trump's building, which I thought was interesting. Trump, like T-R-U-M-P, like Trump with an F, which is Trump's original name. That's always a little psychological stuff. Crashed right inside the building. All four of them were killed. But what in the world happened? Why did one pilot apply brakes and the other pilot apply full throttle? Isn't that weird to you guys? And so here's here's the problem we have. Now we have to say, well, did that pilot have a stroke? Did that pilot have a heart attack? Did the pilot have a seizure which forced his feet forward and put his feet on the brakes? I don't know. I'm speculating. All I know is I've got a lot of friends of mine in the aviation community. They're like bewildered by this. They have no idea what to think or what to say about this because they're saying, well, how could this happen? And, of course, now the NTSB is going to come in. But it's going to take them two full years, two full years, they said, to do the research to find out what happened, if they can ever figure out what happened, because everybody's dead. Guys, this is why it's so very, very important that we realize that the information that we're being given, the information that we're seeing on a regular basis from the alt media, and I, I talked to Carmen yesterday. Carmen's one of our listeners, and she's absolutely brilliant. And, and I told her, I said, you know, this is crazy. I said about 95 percent of what we're hearing now from the alt media has been compromised. And here's one of the major problems this happens, okay? When you have people that are doing podcasts, you know, they don't have support from their listener base to start with. Now, I want you to stay with me for a second. You know, like you guys support, you know, the, you know, the health masters. And, and, and what happens is they don't have the money to pay their salaries or the salaries of their staff or or the cost of production of the show. And so they basically come and go. I mean, we have had, and I've known a lot of people that have come and gone on alt media, and a lot of them were legitimate. So when I tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting Health Masters, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I can't be any more clear with you than that, because you've given us the ability to come in and give you unbiased news and not make a bunch of stuff up and tell you all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, the majority of the alt news out there right now is fear porn, trying to create as much angst, okay, fear. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to do everything they possibly can to create an energy field that's so negative in the planet right now that everybody just gives up and acquiesces. That's what this is all about. Oh, just let them do what they want to do. Just take the shot. That's what they're trying to do. So that's why they're going back and forth with the yin and the yang on this. Some of the major media alt news people, one of which was sued a few years ago, and he came out under personal testimony, said his show was just a show. 
and he just makes stuff up, and he doesn't really believe what he says. You watch, you listen to the testimony yourself on that one. See, this is what's going on here globally with the alt media. And so be very, very, very careful. When they start putting halos over people's heads, you need to start thinking through this. Like, what in the heck is going on? Why in the world do we have halos over this person's head? What kind of subliminal thing is this? By the way, by the way, the landmark Sandy Hook shooting trial is beginning. But will the court block critical discovery? Remington, the gum maker, being sued by the families who lost loved ones from Sandy Hook is seeking school records for the first graders killed in the massacre. However, Josh Koskoff, the attorney representing the families, filed a motion to seal the documents and not allow any school records to go out, which included application and admission paperwork, transcripts, and disciplinary records. Koskoff said the only relevant part of their attendance records is they were at the desks on December the 14th. Why does this happen? I had a friend of mine has a big church. And I'd been on this guy's TV show many times, and he ended up having a filed somebody filed a lawsuit that said that one of the nursery workers had grabbed their daughter or son by the arm and had left a mark, left a bruise. Well, my friend had videotapes showing that it had never happened, and he had testimony from multiple people in the nursery who worked there said that it never happened, including the videotape that showed it never happened, and the court refused to allow the evidence to be submitted. Yeah. That's why it's important, guys. You have to know who your judges are and who these federal court appointees are and all the other things that happen here as far as from a judiciary standpoint. And my friend ended up losing millions of dollars because of this girl who lied about their daughter being basically bruised because the evidence would not be allowed to be admitted. So we're going to see the evidence with Sandy Hook. Pretty much guarantee you the answer is a big no on that. Wow. Guys, you guys have a great, great, great Labor Day. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. And, yes, we are here live today, by the way, and Health Masters is open. We want to thank you for your continued support, and I want you to know that I had the privilege and the blessing this morning to pray for you guys and pray for your family. God bless you, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Also, go ahead and finish it up. Absolutely. And this is why we continue to do our research and get the truth out there as best we possibly can, my friends. Because this is an information war, no doubt whatsoever. I think the Rolling Stones just proved that over the weekend with their complete and total fake hit piece on Ivor Mecton. This is why they continue to try to block anything and everything we say. This is why the fact checkers come out, the far left fact checkers come out with their moronic comments and their statements about this is partially false. This is taken out of context. I saw a post the other day, somebody posted on Instagram, and it was multiple posts of the um, basically the uh, um, Nuremberg trials. And it was going in basically the the laws and rule, rules that went into place, and it was going like, you know, this is the first one, this is the second one. You can't be doing experimentation on people without their consent, blah, blah, blah. And the main post they put up, it had a big disclaimer on it, and it said, click here to see why fact checkers say this is misleading and partially false. Literally, the comment that he put at the bottom, basically the, the, the statement, was a copy and paste from the rule one from the trials, there was there was no there was no speculation there. There was no opinion there. It was literally a copy and paste. That is what they're continuing to do all across the country. Up is down, right is wrong. They want to confuse everybody 
Now you have the UK minister now saying that minors can get injected with the COVID shot without parental consent. You guys saw this now. You saw it over the weekend. The vaccine deployment minister said on the radio that British teenagers would be allowed to get the COVID injection even if their parents objected as long as they consented to the shot. This is how far they're going to take this, guys. Now parental consent doesn't matter in the UK. They can inject your kids with whatever they tell them they're injecting them with. I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, most you know, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids, I mean, we've all been there once. You're not real bright. I mean, you may be sharp as far as book smart, but, you know, in most part, you'll pretty much believe what any authority tells you. You need to do this. You go, oh, okay, well, that's the authority. That's the prime minister. That's, that's the, the vaccine deployment minister of the UK. I'll listen to what they're saying. Because you don't know any better. That's why I encourage my friends and I encourage everybody. Ask questions and do your own research. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters and continue to get the truth out there and question everything. If you guys need anything, give us a call. We'll be open most of the day today. Have a blessed, safe, awesome Labor Day. Enjoy your day. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.